For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in lines right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, joined, as always, by former Lions superstar, current superstar of the framing world and of the talking head world, all pro safety who led the NFL in interceptions. It's Glover Quinn. What's up, man? How you doing? I am great. I am fantastic. Well, mostly great. It is snowing up here in Canada. I imagine it's snowing down in Detroit as well. So I could be just a smidge better if we had a little bit more sunlight. But aside from that, I am fantastic. How about you, my friend? Man, I'm doing awesome. You know, it's a little chilly here. It's not snowing. It's a little chilly, though. See, I got my jacket on. I don't like being cold. I I I do not like being cold. So I will have a jacket or a hoodie on probably every day. Even in the summertime, I wear hoodies. Even it's when weird. you got to 100 degrees? I probably got a hoodie on. It may be short sleeves, but it's probably a hoodie. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's Friday. I don't know when y'all will be listening to this, but it's Friday. It's beautiful here. It's going to be a great day. It is. It is. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great weekend. We got some fantastic football. We got four games left. And we just got a lot of positive news about the Detroit Lions lately. People are staying in Detroit on their own volition. We got Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator. He is back. He has turned down several head coaching opportunities. Not that they offered him the job, but the Panthers were set to interview him. He said, no, I'm not even going to interview with you, with you, Carolina. I'm staying in Detroit. He did interview with the Colts and interview with the Texans. And it seemed as though he was the favorite for the Texans job. And he just decided, eh, I don't think any of these destinations are for me. Detroit is home right now. And that's and that's good decision making because a lot of these times, you know, you are in a great situation. Stay there, you know, see things through. And sometimes better situations come. You know, don't just go chase that first whatever just because you got it. If it ain't the best one for you. Stay home and continue to put in work, continue to raise your value, go do something big, and better opportunities will come. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends, and as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. 
That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. It's a good way to think about it, too. Just stay where you're comfortable until you know it's right. We've seen this almost become a trend. D'Amico Ryans, who you know very well, he did it last year. He said to the Minnesota Vikings, hey, you know what? I know I am one of your final four, but this isn't me. I need another year. I would like to stay in San Francisco. And look at him now. Now he is nominated to be the assistant coach of the year, as is Ben Johnson. So looks like they're both making some great decisions. And Dan Quinn from the Cowboys, he's made that decision too. He he was the favorite for the Arizona Cardinals job and said, eh, I'm good. I think I'm going to stay in Dallas. But Dan's been a head coach before, so he probably knows, like, all right, bro, this is not all what it's made up to be. I got a good situation here in Dallas. I'm a D coordinator. I make good money. I like the building or whatever it is I like. Taking a head coach's job in Arizona, probably not something I need to do right now. Let me just stay here in Dallas and continue to work with this this good defense because you guys have a good defense. So if I can get another offseason with these guys and, and they get better and better and better, we add a couple of pieces, it's only going to raise your value when they play well. You know, Trayvon Diggs is still on the rookie deal for a while. Like, I mean, you got guys that's going to be there for the next, you know, one to two years, and you add some pieces, you you guys, I mean, you guys' defense played really well. So you're only going to increase your value unless they just start playing awful, which I doubt that happens. Yeah, it's going to be tough to start just – the bottom completely fall out. You can take a step back, but when you've got Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs right there, there's going to be have to, something crazy happen to completely bottom out. And I think Dan Quinn realizes, like you said, that he's been a head coach before. And if he doesn't pan out in his next stop, he's probably not going to be a head coach again. This You don't usually get three chances to be a head coach in this league. So when the job's aren't that attractive because all of these jobs kind of have warts. The Colts, you've got Jeff Saturday looming over your shoulder, knowing that Jim Irsay still wants to hire him. With the Texans, it's a complete rebuild. That's not everyone's cup of tea. With the Cardinals, it's almost a rebuild because Kyler's going to be out for almost the entire year, if not, but they still want to be competitive. And then the Broncos, you are completely tied at the hip to Russell Wilson. So is that your decision as well? Right, and and I think the thing about the Texans is I think some people will probably be open to a rebuild. Absolutely. They just fired the last two guys after one year, so you're not really giving guys time to rebuild. So how can I trust and take this on knowing that, I mean, they fired the last two guys after one year. I don't even have time. Like, I don't even have time to rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you look at the Detroit Lions. Dan Quinn went three and thirteen his first year, or something like that. They stuck with him, and you know, the next year they start out one and six, and they stuck with him, and they was able to turn it around and and get to nine and eight to end up the season. Now they got momentum, hopefully that they can take into the off season, get better. Get better in the systems. Get better in the in the knowledge of what they're doing, and hopefully they can come out next year and start out six and one instead of one and six. So, 
if you feel like you got the right guy, you got to give him chance and time to change the program. Everybody can't just come in and they go from zero to 100 that quick. It takes time to get the people, the systems, everything in place to be able to run it how it needs to be ran. So that's what I think scares people when it comes to the Houston Texans. Cause I know D'Amico Ryan's who played for the Texans drafted by the Texans has been linked to this job. I don't think he wants it for that reason. For one, I mean, the, 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 the Texans traded him. So it's not like, he, it's not like I, I was, it's not like he left there probably with like great whatever with the organization. Right. Um, but, you know, you're saying that and then seeing how they've done the last two African-American head coaches, I wouldn't want to take that job either. I stay in San Francisco. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how it play out. It really will be. And th- that's the thing. Dan Quinn probably doesn't want to rebuild because he's been there. He's done that. He's built a program and he still got fired. But when, if you're a young head coach, a lot of them, like D'Amico Ryans, probably would be all right with that. Hey, I get to pick everything. I get to pick my quarterback, my offensive line, my defense. I get to build this from the ground up. That sounds great. Until you realize, like you said, back-to-back head coaches fired, back-to-back African-American head coaches fired after one year. And Lovey Smith, it was a disappointing year, but we knew it was going to be a disappointing year. So they met expectations. The year before with David Culley, they exceeded expectations, and he still got fired. So, yeah, I and can't I don't blame I don't. I just don't understand why they don't look at the GM. And it may just be because of how I feel about Nick Casario. But my goodness, like, how do you fire two head coaches and the GM is safe? He, he He's the one hiring these guys. Yeah. And that's another thing that comes with going into the job there is, all right, they've already fired two head coaches. What happens if I sign up and they decide, you know what, you've done a good job as the head coach, but we got to fire the GM. It's, it's, it's time to get him out. Now you're starting over again. So there's just so much turmoil going on with the Texans. I can't blame any candidates for passing it up, but we'll see if D'Amico Ryans does land there or if he lands with the Denver Broncos, which sounds like that is the match made for D'Amico Ryan. Sounds like that is really heating up. I mean, you know, this, this is one thing I would say. Coaches, players, everybody has to look in the mirror and really understand that even though we are talented, we are only as good as the people around us. So if you think back to Wade Phillips, he's known as a great defensive coordinator, right? But I don't think Wade Phillips ever took a job where he didn't have that one person that he needed, and that was a edge rusher from all his years in Buffalo with Bruce Smith. To all his years in Dallas, DeMarcus Ware. To his years in Denver, Von Miller. And then Marcus, DeMarcus Ware came with him. His years in Houston, Mario Williams, Colonel Barwin. With, like, he knows for my defense to be what it should be, I need this guy. 
You look at the basketball, Phil Jackson, from Michael Jordan to Kobe Bryant. Like, I'm going to be a great coach, but I need this. I'm not going to see. I'm not trying to go and say that I can take the worst team to the NBA because I'm just I'm just that good of a coach. No, I'm good, but I need this too. So, you know, D'Amico, you're good, but are the players in Denver on that defense your caliber or the type of players that you need to run your system because that's how you will be judged. You're a defensive coach. You've played, you've coached great in Denver in, in San Francisco. Defense plays awesome. So the thing is, Denver's defense hasn't been the problem. Yeah. It's been their offense. So why would they hire D'Amico Ryans? They need to hire an offensive guy. Or if they don't hire an offensive guy, D'Amico Ryans needs to know you got to hire a great offensive guy. Because defensively, Denver has been solid. You know, you had D'Amico Ryans. They should continue to be solid, if not better. But if you can't score more than 10 points a game, you're not going to win very many of them. And that mean, and the defense is still playing great. For I mean, I go as a defense used to be give up 17 points or less. Right? Yeah. So giving up 17 points in the NFL game is considered good. That's a goal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're Denver, if you can't score 10 points, it's going to be hard to win consistently. So somebody's going to have to come in and turn that offense around. Um so it'd be interesting to see how that play out as well. And what happens, you know, if D'Amico takes that job, who is he going to bring in as his offensive coordinator? It's also interesting that you mentioned 17 points a game is considered good because the Broncos last in the NFL while Nathaniel Hackett was there. And I believe 16.1 points per game. And then the, the Jets go and hire him as the offensive <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> yep. And you know, that's just to lure Aaron Rodgers. That but is Fully. I mean, does, does he have a inside? Was he with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay or something like that? He was. He was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator. But Matt LaFleur was really the offensive architect because he's that guy as the head coach. So the Broncos, there's rumors that they hired Nathaniel Hackett trying to get Rodgers to come there last offseason. And it kind of seems like the Jets are doing the same thing this year. So Nathaniel Hackett is just, cap, you know, capitalizing off Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Hey, I was his coordinator. So if you want a chance at him, better bring me in. Jeez. And we mean, we saw it back in the day where it worked out with Adam Gase. I, I was Peyton Manning's OC. I was Peyton. Peyton, can you call the team and tell them to hire me, please? <laughs> so we could be looking hey, at that same scenario. It all, it's all about who you know. I tell people all the time. It ain't always what you know, man. It's who you know. It's who you know. You know the right person. You can get a gig and you take advantage of it, and it is what it is. Peyton Manning is a Hall of Fame, Hall of Hall of Famer, with or without Adam Gase. Yeah. But for a couple of years, I had Adam Gase. I liked him. He was cool. Guess what? That's my guy. You can get Adam Gase a co, and it works the same way with players. 
because there's coaches that you know have really good relationships with players and then those coaches will leave and the player get cut and that player might call up his former coach like hey coach you know i need i need an opportunity can you you know what i'm saying and you'll see you know this player sign with another team and you look up like, oh his db coach is in arizona now so he ended up in arizona because the the DB coach there was with him in Florida or, you know, was with him when they played in Detroit, right? You look at that stuff a lot of times that happens. So, you know, it works both ways. Players, you know, helping out coaches and, you know, when you're that caliber of a, of a player and then coaches helping out players too. Yeah, we, we see it all the time. We even saw it in Detroit with Alex Anzalone coming over to the Lions with Dan Campbell, with Aaron Glenn. That's why last offseason there were all the rumors Oh, well, Marcus Williams, he's a free agent. He, he, he and Aaron Glenn, they work together. And that means Marcus Williams is coming to Detroit. And then, of course, he goes to Baltimore. And now we're already seeing it again. I don't know, remember if Marshawn Lattimore is a free agent or if just because his contract is so expensive, the Saints are, might be looking to trade him. But we're already doing this again as Lions fans where, well, Marshawn Lattimore, he could end up in Detroit. He and Aaron Glenn have a relationship. Just cycle after cycle. It's all about who you know you're absolutely all about who you know and that's why you know these coaches have coaching trees right and they go back and find those guys i mean you look at bill o'brien right now he comes from alabama he goes back to new england right they they it's just who you know and who you're connected to that's really what it is so yeah i mean marshall Lattimore. if the saints are looking to deal him now, just because he played for Aaron Glenn doesn't mean him and Aaron Glenn have the best relationship. Aaron Glenn knows him inside and out because he coached him. So he may say, I don't know if he's the guy that we want. Or he might say he's absolutely the guy that we want. We need to do everything that we can to bring him in here. So you just can't assume, well, he played for Aaron Glenn, that they are buddies to a point where Aaron wants to bring him in. Aaron might not want that. And Aaron may absolutely want that. We don't know. It, it's just so it's so much wish casting from fans and it's a lot of fun i gotta be honest I, I enjoy reading these articles but you always have to remember in the back of your mind that hey we are just guessing based on two guys who work together you don't like everyone that you work with you like a lot of people you work with but not everyone you don't and and that's and that's the thing that you know i think you have to build a skill you have to build to be able to work with people that you don't like because that's life every need I mean, you can have your dream job, and that don't mean you're going to like everybody, case in point, right? You play in the NFL, NBA. You love your job, but that don't mean you love all your teammates. That don't mean you love all your coaches or people that you play with. You just may not like certain people and how they get down or how they do things, but you still got to be able to come together and put that stuff aside and understand that we're here to work. I don't have to be your best friend. We're here to work. That's why I... I always felt like you have friends and you have associates. You know, most of the people that you work with, those are your associates. You know those guys. I can go back to any team and we can have a reunion and we can have a great time with 99% of the players. That don't mean that you talk to them every day and you call them your best friend, but you have a relationship with them. Y'all went through things together for his playing and practicing and all those different things. So, oh yeah, that's my guy. But I mean, we haven't talked to each other in 15 years, but if I see him, 
that's the amount. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is in, in sports. And, you know, so, I mean, it happens, man. It happens across all walks of life, not just sports, even in office jobs. You you leave your office job and you don't talk to your former coworkers anymore, but they still hold a place in your heart as right. associates, as colleagues. But there's a big difference between being friends, being friendly, and being associates. And we don't know the relationships behind the scenes, but that's also what makes it so cool about this version of the Lions, the brand new Lions, because we've heard... Ben Johnson, he wants to be here. He chose to be here. Now, he got a pay raise from Sheila Ford, which was nice to see because he deserves it. But we also hear from John Kaminsky, the defensive end slash tackle. He moves around there as a pass rusher. He's willing to take a reduced contract to stay, as is Jamal Williams. Now, we'll see what happens when he reaches free agency and gets those eye-popping offers. But the fact that players are willing to take a discount to stay in Detroit means they sure like being here. What are your thoughts on that and the whole idea of taking a discount to remain where you are? Well, I mean, I think you all, you know, you got to look at your situation and how it affects you. Sometimes taking a discount doesn't mean you're actually taking a discount because you can actually be making money by taking a discount because, like I said, you stay in Detroit, you have say some long-term, you know, stability. Well, yeah, you may sign a, just say you sign a three-year, $15 million deal, just keeping the numbers low. I don't know. If, I mean. Yeah, I get you. Like $5 million is very little in the NFL nowadays. Um, but say you got that type of deal and you can stay in Detroit and make that, or you can, you know, you can go and take another deal three years and, you know, 22 million somewhere else. But the other place you go, you're not happy. Don't work out. This happened, that happened. And then you really only play one year and you get released. Well, that one year you may have made $12 million because you had some bonuses or things like that because you signed a new contract. But now you're on the streets. And now you're kind of trying to figure out and and rebuild your career because it didn't work out here and it didn't work out there. Well, that next deal, you may not get that much. Well, you stay in Detroit, three years, make you 15. You make the whole 15 or whatever, 18, 19, whatever it is. You make the whole thing, and then you re-up again. But you don't have to move. You're already in, in the community, so off-field issues, I mean, off-field opportunities come up. You know, you've built a reputation there, and sometimes it's just better, you know? Sometimes you have to leave, I understand that. But, you know, sometimes you can stay where you are, maybe take less money, and end up making more money in the long run. 2022 is over. So you're probably thinking fantasy football. That's over. That's done with not going to even bother with that until August. Well, thanks to our friends over at playerprofiler.com. That is no longer the case with playerprofiler.com. The all in package. If you sign up today, you'll get the dynasty deluxe, which gives you everything you need to know to start up your own dynasty fantasy football league, run your fantasy team like an actual franchise. And it also lets you know all these rookies that are coming into the NFL draft. It'll, the all-in package, the Dynasty Deluxe with PlayerProfiler.com gives you everything you need to know for the 2023 draft. And then after that, 
The world-famous draft kit will be coming out, which gives you everything you need to know for the 2023 NFL season. Gives you all the juicy fantasy information that you could possibly want. And then, when the regular season starts, there's the DFS Dominator, which helps you win some money during the season by knowing who's going to dominate. Sign up today for the all-in package with our friends over at playerprofiler.com and get ahead of the 2023 season for fantasy football, and you'll get the rest of January totally free. Sign up now, playerprofiler.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that's what I wanted to ask you about the off-field opportunities because you stay in a community. Local sponsors can approach you, correct? I know this is a big part of being the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott technically took a pay cut, but part of that contract was Jerry Jones saying, hey, look, Dak, you are the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I know you're making probably 20 million less than you should over this period of time. You're going to make 40 million at minimum in the advertisements from because you're a Dallas Cowboy. So there's always some trade-off. I imagine, I don't know because I've not been in that situation. This is just me reading from the outside. Is that how it ends up being in the NFL? Yeah, I I, I would definitely say that. And you know, and th- and this is what's this is what's tough because I definitely enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed my time in Detroit. So I don't want to, I don't want to come across as I didn't or you know things like that or whatever. But you know, I started my career in Houston, and Houston the economy is pretty good, right? I mean, any and almost everybody have radio shows and you know just things where you're making a thousand dollars a week or fifteen hundred dollars a week or two thousand dollars a week just showing up at this restaurant and you have a radio show and you're sitting in there on a monday night after a game and you're talking about the game and you know fans come out because you are such and such and they want to come and hang out with you and listen to you on the radio and you know watch you in person and get autographs signed and they get ready to watch the monday night game and they enjoying food so this restaurant says hey we're gonna do a radio show with this guy bring him in on the monday night at six o'clock you know fans will come out be a great environment and lead up into monday night game you know and the player gets to make you know who wouldn't show up on a monday night after a game and talk for an hour and make a quick two thousand dollars and keep it moving right that's extra eight thousand dollars a month and even if you're a big time guy, that's still just spending. Like they're just easy money, right? Yeah. So when I signed in Detroit, right? And then next thing you know, I'm a Pro Bowl player, I'm an all pro player, I led the league in interceptions. I don't know if I really made any money off the field in Detroit. Right? Really? As far as like autograph signings, deals, like anything, right? But then my marketing guy still had players that, you know, play for the Texans and stuff like that. And he was like, bro, if you were still playing in Houston right now, you'll be making six figures off the field because I still have to talk with these people. And they always ask me about you. They did like you have this or that. 
But in Detroit, I didn't make probably five grand off the field. So the markets are different. The time is different. The people are different. The Everything is different, and it just all depends, right? So like, like you said about Dak Prescott, being a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, that's going to bring you a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunity and a lot of money, right? So, yeah, you might take $25 million a year to go be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, but you're not going to really make anything off the field nationally like that. I mean, I guess Baker Mayfield had a bunch of commercials. Um, but you take 25 from the Dallas Cowboys, and then you're going to get an extra 15 or whatever, like he was saying, just from being the head, the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. So you just got to weigh all those different options, man. You just got to weigh out. And then you look in Dallas, you know, Texas, you know, state taxes. So, yeah, you might take that job for the Rams, but you're going to have this, you're going to have that. You got the cost of, you know what I'm saying? You stay in Dallas. So there's a lot of different things that you got to weigh. You do. It's not a lot of stuff that I hadn't even realized. Just that the difference between even Houston and Detroit, that is, wow, that is mind blowing. Truly yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it was, it was mind blowing because, you know, like I said, when I was a rookie and, and a young guy in Houston hadn't done anything, I was getting appearances and $2,500 $2, here and, go to Whataburger and do autograph signings and make some money. And I was like, but then, like I said, I got to Detroit and it was lit. I didn't have any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder, wonder if that's continued in Detroit. I wonder, you know, Detroit, the the revitalization of the city and with the brand new lines. I don't know. Hopefully that's something that players can capitalize on because we just we want the players to get the best no matter what we want everybody to get every dollar that they can because they deserve it they truly deserve it right so hopefully yeah and looking at some of the players that deserve this money aiden hutchinson he is a finalist for defensive rookie of the year there are three finalists sauce gardner who seems to be the favorite because his nickname is sauce and he's got that nash he's got a brand basically of just getting him awards. There was, we watched for the pro bowl lead up. Just, he was causing beef with Tariq Woolen. No, he can't. We can't let the NFC beat us. We can't let Tariq Woolen. I'm, I'm sauce. I got to get the number one vote getter for the pro bowl. And Tariq Woolen comes up to him in, in a game. And when you get, man, why are you, why are you trying to cause beef with us? There's no beef. Oh man. It's just branding. It's just branding. So sauce probably has that locked up, but Aiden Hutchinson is in the running for it. Very much. So. And that's good. He he did enough to put himself in the running. Um, yeah, he may not win it, but he's done enough to put himself in the running, put his name out there, make some big plays, especially on, you know, the big stage. And, you know, like I said, it just leads into, you know, next year. Yeah, you'll never have another opportunity to win NFL rookie uh, defensive player of the year. But hey man, go be the NFL defensive player of the year for the next four years. And who cares about being the rookie and <laughs> the rookie NFL MVP defensive MVP. Exactly. Just keep building on what you've done and hopefully the Lions can do that. Because I'm looking through the Lions beat writers. I don't know if the team I don't know what the process was when you played there. If players vote on different team awards, but so far we at least have the beat writers who have put it out. Hutchinson Unanimous Defensive Player of the Year for the Detroit Lions. Goff, 
unanimous MVP for the Detroit Lions. But some of the other awards, Offensive Player of the Year, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's going to be there for a while. James Houston, co-defensive rookie of the year. I think some of the writers decide, well, if Hutchinson's the MVP, we can't give him the rookie of the year too. So James Houston's there for a while. And the most improved, John Kaminsky, Alex Anzalone, and Jamal Williams. They're all free agents, but they've all expressed interest in coming back. So any thoughts there? I don't know if I would. I don't like most improve. It's a weird award, isn't it? I mean, Alex Anzalone. I would have gave most improve to Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Because I I thought he done a great job this year. And somewhat bringing some type of stability to one side of the defense as a corner. And the games that he had to miss, people talked about the Lions would be without Jeff Okuda. And not in a happy way. There's been times where you're like, oh, get him out of there, right? I thought this year he took a step to where when he wasn't there, You know, yeah, he wasn't the guy that was going to give you six interceptions, right? But he also wasn't giving up a lot of touchdowns. He was competing. He was tackling well and run support. And you just felt safe with him on that side. Without him, we were wondering how things are going to go. So I don't know the history of Kaminsky and, you know, Alexander. He was a weird one for me because how can most improved be a player that wasn't on the team last year? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. And I don't know if Jamal was most improved or did he just get more opportunities? Yeah. Because he was pretty great at what he did last year (laughs) too. Like improved. I mean, you just got more opportunities and you stay healthy all year and you know what I'm saying? You was able to punch some of those in the end zone because, you know, y'all were getting inside the five a lot of times and now you got to run it in and the O-line is good, but like most improved, I think Jeff Okuda should have been in that category. That's who I'd give it to. One writer did give it to Jeff Okuda at the very least, but I still should have been unanimous. Truly. He, the step up from Jeff Akuda. Now there's a lot of talk. Will the Lions pick up that fifth year option for Jeff Akuda? Yes or no? Some the the rumors seem to be leaning no, but I don't really understand why. I would pick up that fifth year option for Akuda and guarantee you've got him for another two years because then you've got that one cornerback locked down, and then you can go out and trade for a Marshawn Lattimore or sign him or trade for a Ramsey. You can figure it out, but. What do you I mean, think? I can I can understand why, just because you know when you look at the situation, you know one out of the three years he hasn't played a full sixteen games in a season yet. One out of the three years he played ten plus games, and he, and he hasn't played, so he's been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's in his fourth year, and he has two career interceptions, right? So he's not a ball hawk in that regard. So when you look at being the number three overall draft pick, picking up that fifth-year option is going to be 15 16 or whatever million oh, okay. dollars per True. year, 
right? So he's a possible second contract type of guy, but is he a 17, 18 million dollar a year guy? Right. There we go. So if we don't pick up his option, okay, we still got him for year four. And if he go out and show that he can stay healthy and play well and do all those things, we'll still have an opportunity to resign him. We just will have to contend with other people as opposed to, okay, well, we're just going to take a chance and guarantee $30 million over the next two years or 20 million, whatever it, it would be when he hasn't played a full season yet. He hasn't, you know, had his breakthrough and in, in turnovers. And a lot of times, you know, when you want to get the big money, you have to be a game changer. Yeah. That means turnovers, interceptions, fumbles. You have to be a game changer. You can just play solid and you'll get paid solid. But to be a game changer, you have to be a game changer, and that's how you get the money. Let's go into news around the NFL because we do have one head coaching move that we haven't talked about yet, and that's Frank Reich to the Carolina Panthers, who kind of almost had an unfair shake with the Colts. He went 40-33-1 with quarterback Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, who we had a lot of success with, Jacoby Brissett on the surprise retirement of Andrew Luck, and, of course, a season of Andrew Luck. Still had a winning record. Now he ends up with the Carolina Panthers, the team that he was the first quarterback in Carolina Panthers history. That is so cool to be able to come back for the team that you helped start. First touchdown pass, first quarterback, first 300-yard game in Panthers history. So... What do you think about that, both from a history perspective as a former player going to coach your former team and the move in general? I mean, those are all good things. You know, I I like those things. I believe in those type of things because a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to build a team, you're trying to build an organization, you're trying to build all those different things. It's not just about the coach or the player. Sometimes relationships matter more community thing things that mean something that's probably one of the reasons why the Colts brought in Jeff Saturday not because he's a qualified coach or somebody that you would feel like he got all the years of experience and this and this and that but the respect that he could have in the locker room what he brings to the community the excitement of fans coming back into the stadium because Jeff Saturday is the coach, and I love Jeff Saturday, and he was our guy. So the fans in Carolina, they may love Frank Wright. Like, he started with us. It might mean more to him to be in this position because this is where I started. This means something to me. Other places are just jobs. This means something to me. And, yeah, you want to do your best any and everywhere you go, but there's just sometimes – you know, when you're when you're younger and you play sports, you're probably going to play hard every game. But it's a little different when mom's in the stand or dad's there this time. Dad's been working and dad gets to come to the game. I'm going to play a little bit harder, or at least I'm going to try to, right? Even when I was playing, you know, it's a difference when I go to Seattle, Washington to play 
or when I come home to New Orleans to play. And no, I'm not even from New Orleans. I'm from Mississippi. But New Orleans is an hour and a half away, so I know I got family that's going to be there. Friends, people that may have watched me in high school that I don't even communicate with to this day, but they know the Detroit Lions are coming to New Orleans and I'm going to go watch him play, right? So you just try to do it a little bit better, a little bit better. So for Frank, man, it may mean a lot more to him to have that job in Carolina than the one he had in Indy. And sometimes that passion bleeds over to the players and the fans. And that could be what the organization wants. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Look, breaking down all of the moves yesterday. There was so much news that came in yesterday from Frank Reich to Dan Quinn. And when you look at it, Dan Quinn, he says no to the jobs because, eh, you know, these don't feel like home. Dallas feels like home. These don't really excite me. Whereas Frank Reich, he probably could have taken a year off. He probably could have taken two and he'd still have a head coaching job someday. But he spent a lot of time in Carolina after he retired. His daughter works for the Panthers in their marketing department. This was even before he was in the consideration to be head coach. So this is just a thing where... Carolina, the state, the city, the team has imprinted on him. And so, yeah, it matters more. It's like Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions. It's all of these homecomings. They just, they're feel good stories for us to read, but we're just reading them. I can't imagine how it must feel to come home as a player, as a coach, and just live the life that you deserve. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it feels amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure it feel be amazing. You know, and I'm not into the coaching or the head coaching, but I just think about both places where I play. You know, if I had a chance to go back and be a coach for the Texans, and I'm talking head coach, right? So obviously we're just throwing out hypotheticals, right? But I'm sure I would feel a certain type of way, you know, and be happy, excited, because that's where I started, right? And the way I left and how it all played out, to be able to go back there would probably be pretty cool. But I'm sure it probably would be even cooler if I was the Detroit Lions head coach because of my career and how it went and, you know, the love I had for the city when I played there and the love they had for me when I played there that, you know, it will be just super exciting. Oh, wow. Dang. And I probably would feel like, man, like this means something to me to be back here. Like. You know, and so I think it's good. I think it's good that some of these organizations do that. It's not always about hiring the most popular guy or the most whatever. You want somebody that's going to represent your program, going to, you know, preach what you believe in from an organizational standpoint and going to try to get the job done. That's what you really want. That's what matters. It does matter. It matters a whole lot. What I'm hearing most importantly is, uh, Coach GQ of the Houston Texans, <laughs> eh, maybe, but Coach GQ of the Lions, yes. Oh, man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just teasing, my friend. I know that you could do it. 
you would be phenomenal at it if that's a decision you ever went in your life. But we're just happy to have you on the show right now. We're happy to be watching these games coming up. Coach GQ of the Bengals, Coach GQ of the Chiefs, they're going to be facing off after the Bengals stomp the Bills, which was pretty surprising. Kansas City hangs on against the Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes has the high ankle. And then in the NFC, We've got the Eagles stomp the Giants, show that they are the team we thought they were, show that the Lions should have been in the playoffs because they would have given all of these teams better games. And then 49ers knock off the Cowboys as well, which I'm sure you living in Texas, you've heard quite a bit about that game. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of Cowboy fans here, but it's a lot of 49er fans here as well. So Okay. And then it's a lot of Texans fans here. So a lot of these people yeah. are happy the Cowboys lost. Um, so it's a little mix of emotions. Um but some good games last week. You know, I think what Cincinnati did is what I expected them to do. You know, Cincinnati's playing well right now. They've been playing well for the last, you know, few weeks, months leading up into the playoffs. And, you know, they, they got healthy. Like I said, Jamar Chase got hurt early in the season. They were able to maintain with Joe Burrow and some of those other weapons. And now he's back healthy, right? It's about timing. Everybody deals with injuries. Everybody deals with a lot of those things, right? You look at the Eagles. Jalen Hurts got hurt. He got hurt towards the end of the season. Luckily, they were so far ahead that he was able to be out for a little while. Now he's back, and, you know, maybe he's getting healthier, right? You look at Patrick Mahomes, been healthy all season, but then you get this ankle last week. Not a great time, but Patrick Mahomes, he's that guy. And he's one of those guys that if he can walk, he's going to be out there. And you like you like your chances just because he is who he is. But you still got to give Cincinnati defense some credit. You got to give Joe Burrow credit because he is Joe's, Joe's that guy. Um, so it's going to be a great game. I think the Chiefs um, – I mean, I think the Bengals have the better team, just being honest. I mean, I think if – I think if Cincinnati play their best game and the Chiefs play their best game, I think Cincinnati has a better team. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player. And I think he got it on his mind this year. I don't think he goes down two years in a row to Joe. And then they're talking about instead of Arrowhead, Burrowhead thing? Oh, no. Yeah, I don't like that. No. I I think and then to see, you know, soon as the soon as the Bengals win, Mahomes is tweeting like the ticking clock and stuff like that. Like he's ready. He's ready. And yeah, he can't throw it to himself. And he got a high ankle. It doesn't matter. Mahomes will be ready to go. And I think he'll get the Chiefs fired up. And I think they'll play one of their best games and go to the Super Bowl. But it'll be a close game. And I'm not saying it's a low-scoring game. But I'm going to go Chiefs 38-31. Ooh, that is a high score. Over 69 combined points. Almost 70 points from the two teams. That would be an explosive AFC championship 
it's gotta it's gonna be a real fun one i can't wait to see these two teams go at it because like you said Bengals, the Bengals better team and they will be able to put kansas city in a position where with jamar chase and t higgins on the opposite side where they can force their hand where in ways that kansas city can't but it's patrick mahomes it's an underdog, Patrick, but not an underdog anymore. They they were home underdogs, according to our friends at Bet Online. When the, it first was announced, that was because of the ankle. And as the week goes on now, Kansas City favored by one at home. But Patrick Mahomes as a home underdog, Burrowhead, there's a lot of bulletin board material. Not to Burrowhead. That, that's the one. Ooh, that get me fired up. It's not even a it's not even a good name. It doesn't even sound good. So there's just so many levels that I I can't stand Burrowhead on. It's you don't need to be poking that bear. If Man. you're gonna poke the bear, pick a better name. Just Man, you say you got you're saying Joe Burrow owns the stadium that Patrick, but oh lord, this is gonna be a good game. I can't wait. Even Bengals fans are like, he's played there once. What are what are we talking about? Hey, golly. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be, be good. good. What about the other game? Do you think that one's going to be as good? Um, I think uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think, you know, I, I, I think Philadelphia is, is – really good football team right now and they're healthy their d-line is healthy you know i don't know if brock purdy has faced a team or a defense like he's been a face with the eagles um a lot of teams that he's played against they've been better and been able to just hold them down defensively and you know you can produce 17 to 20 points 14 points you know this or that and you get out of there with a win you make one or two plays and you get the win he's gonna have to make six or seven plays against the eagles you know um offensively those guys can put up points, and I know the 49ers got a good defense, but A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts, the running game, like those guys can put up some points. And then defensively, you know, having two corners on the edge that can cover, two I mean, two safeties, D-line, D 85 sacks on the season. I don't think that's been done since I saw – hasn't been done since the 1985 Bears, I think, had 90 sacks in a season. You know what I'm saying? So defensively, the Eagles are really good. And then offensively, they can score. You know, I think San Francisco can do it as, as well. They can score. But I think Purdy's going to face a defense – that he hasn't seen before and they'll make it tough on him. So I'm going to give the Eagles the win and go chiefs Eagles super bowl. And I got the Eagles winning by 10. Glover coming in hot, coming in hot with Chiefs over Bengals, coming in hot with Eagles over 49ers. And then 
a Super Bowl blowout. Ten points, I, I would consider a blowout in the Super well, Bowl. Well, no, not the Super Bowl. I'm saying the Eagles will beat oh, the 49ers. Sorry. Eagles beat the 49ers by 10. I, I don't know. Were... I don't know about the Super Bowl. I got to think about that one. Okay. I I was, wow, that's, uh, I can see Eagles 49ers by 10. I was like, wow, two weeks out, you're calling your shot a blowout. No. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that closer too. I'm sorry for the confusion there, but I agree. It's going to be two very fun games. Excited for your guy, Darius Slay, to get to the Super Bowl. And what makes this more interesting too is there have been four rookie quarterbacks to play in championship games. We saw it. the first was Sean King. The second, I believe, was Ben Roethlisberger. The third was Joe Flacco. And the fourth was Mark Sanchez. All four of them lost in the championship game. And let's be honest, Brock Purdy, he's played great, but he's gotten pretty lucky with the defensive backs dropping his interceptions. I'm calling a Darius Slay interception this weekend. No question. My dog finna go to the Super Bowl, and me and me, Quandre and Slay were in the group or whatever. So we already talking about going to the Super Bowl, me and Quandre. Not Slay. Slay's been not talking at all he's been focused in on the game man quandre been talking so Slay go- slay's ghosting you wow. yeah he's, he's been locked in and and that's what he should do oh, that's no, what he I'm should just do teasing. um but man quandre been talking yeah oh glover and quandre at the super bowl together cheering on today oh i've got goosebumps already that'd be dope that is going to be dope. That is going to be very dope. Glover, I cannot wait to see these games play out. I cannot wait to see you at the Super Bowl. because I know you're going to be taking pictures. You're going to be posting it. And hopefully you end up on camera as well in the Darius Slay fan section. <laughs> Hope so. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun, though. Either way. It will be. Glover, any final thoughts as we get you out of here? I, can, I feel like I've been saying this every week, man. It's been a great week of 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 a uh, great year, I would say, of football. And we're coming down to the end. And I feel like I say this every week, man, but bundle up, wrap up, grab some food, grab a couple of drinks, and enjoy some good football. Just appreciate good football. This has been a really fun season, good season. And we got two really good football teams, or four really good football teams, two football games that will be played this weekend. Sit back and just enjoy and appreciate these guys that's that's been working hard all year, that stayed healthy, that stayed out of trouble, that did all those things that they can continue to do to be able to entertain you. They go out and play this game, and, yeah, they make good money, but they bring entertainment and funness to your day so whether you are chiefs fan Bengals fan 49ers fan eagles fan just be an nfl fan be a football fan support these guys enjoy the game and have a great weekend couldn't have said it better myself because we've only got three games left you have to enjoy every single one of those three games we also only have three weeks left but one of those weeks isn't NFL football. I'm still excited for it because we get to see the Pro Bowl. We get to see the flag football. I'm excited to see how they do it. But three football games left, two weeks of football over a three-week span. And then it's the offseason. It is a long offseason before we get to see football again. So enjoy it while you can. 
If you want to enjoy some bets, make sure you use our friends over at betonline.ag. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.